All right, sure. We're just going to go with this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're all... We're we're back. We're, we're back. We made it again. Every episode now, it's like <laughs> the return. We were trapped in a hellscape. Oh, and now we're back. Oh my God. Okay. Or in a Klingon prison. <laughs> we're in a Klingon prison, eating some raw targ. I'm I'm really glad that we're gonna change gears a little bit and review mm. Star Trek Six here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or is it five is it no, no this is six. six it's six this, that's right yeah this they took they just sat there and were like remember how star trek one like the first movie was just an episode yeah it was just nomad and we changed it to v'ger and mm-hmm. like just added a lot of cool effects and a sexy bald lady yeah yeah uh and the dad from seventh heaven uh let's <laughs> let, let's take a rad ass movie and turn it into a shitty episode. Let's with, do start. Let's do the Nomad to mm-hmm. V'ger thing, but in reverse. Right, with a tenth of the budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the tenth of the budget, no bald supermodels. Nope. Uh, also, bring in uh, the legendary JG Hertzler. Oh yes. Thank you. Poor so, guy. That's so. That's what happened. That's mm-hmm. that's what this is. It's Star Trek Six condensed. Mm-hmm. Um. No Kim Cattrall. No Kim Cattrall, which is actually sad. <laughs> I, I loved her. She I was hated, totally weird, but I loved her. I hated her so much. <laughs> like, going back and watching her performance is just like, wow, she's so bad. Yeah. And, like, even in, uh, I, I saw, um, what's the, the stupid but fun movie uh, with Kurt Russell? Oh, uh, China. Li- Big Trouble in Little China. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, she was bad then, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably her best performance, I think, which is also terrible, was Sex in the City. Uh, eventually, that character, you know, actually went through things, right. and it was. What about Mannequin? Mannequin. I don't know if I ever actually saw I Mannequin. I love Mannequin. It's one of those HBO movies that when I was a kid, it was on 80 times a day. Ah. You know, so I know it by heart, but don't really understand why. <laughs> you know, like like math and science and things that would actually like help me with my education. Those are gone. <laughs> Replaced by dialogue from Mannequin. <laughs> yeah. It's a long story. Uh-huh. See, I was born in 2514 BC in Edfu, Egypt. I'll be 4,501 next April. <laughs> I'll bake a cake. The episode opens with the previously barely seen through smoke and very good lighting, scary uh, Klingon judge. Um, And he's well costumed, but very badly lit and with no atmosphere. This is like, honestly, it looks like going to one of those Renaissance uh, steakhouses. (laughs) You know, that's what it reminds me of. Renaissance steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. The the one in Star Trek six that they're clearly Mm -hmm. trying to evoke in this Mm -hmm. entire scene uh, with less money. Mm hmm. Uh, had that dark lighting you could barely yeah, yeah. see him and he had that voice mm-hmm. like this you mm-hmm. will spend the rest of your natural <laughs> life I remember a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean you could barely understand what he was saying yeah. it was so you know gravelly but yeah there's less chanting Klingons uh, is there a cinematographer I can't really tell you just it's like it's like they tried to do this at the 40 watt <laughs> Higher ceiling, though. 
So the, maybe for the okay for those that don't know, so we're we're here. Uh, we are proudly an Athens, Georgia based. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show and the 40 watt is a legendary music venue that and worked at for <laughs> right. a while and uh but they have uh, a kind of a lower ceiling than mm-hmm. you might expect which is a good thing for a venue it yes. sounds fantastic yes. in there yes but they have you know it's it's kind of a low ceiling mm-hmm. for what you might expect for a room of that capacity mm-hmm. uh, but what's amazing <laughs> about that is that so there's and there's a giant disco ball in the middle right. <laughs> The recently they had a couple of wrestling matches there, mm-hmm. and they just brought in the mat, set it up in the middle of the room, so that when the wrestlers are and, and those things are huge, yeah. And so when you get in and you, you're standing on it, you're not that far from the disco ball. <laughs> so apparently, like when the wrestlers were doing their flying jumping moves, they oh were like hitting the disco oh ball and some of the bunting stuff that's like up oh there. Oh my god, I sewed some of that fucking bunting. <laughs> it's it's still up. Some of it's still up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> The wrestlers took down some, I think. Oh my god! And the, oh, that's crazy. I was talking to the manager there, and he's and uh, he's telling me about it the, the first time, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, and they're coming back like next month, and I was like, so you gonna move the disco ball? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you jumping somersault and suplex around the disco ball motherfuckers yeah it's just an extra it's just an extra obstacle you know you gotta you gotta be good at your shit um so anyway you get the point of this you know of our uh tirade it's it's cheap like it's very obviously cheap yeah it is it is a bit ren fair um yeah i do hate this lighting they did it's too bright yeah it's too bright they've got super bright light on archer Mm -hmm. Um, which is all right. I guess that's the idea, but it looks weird since the rest of it isn't dark enough. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And there's clearly um, there's a bunch of extras, but well, it's it's nothing like the movie. No. And I'm pretty sure there's just this one group of extras, mm-hmm. and when they cut to a reverse angle, they just had them kind of reshuffle. Maybe <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of reshuffle. That way, it looks like a different group, and uh-huh. they're chanting, you know, off of his head with and, their you know, whatever. with their staves for. Oh, sorry, with their staves for some reason. Like, why do they have those? Damn it! <laughs> Try that again. Hang on. Ugh. Why are why do all these guys have staves? I want one. I would absolutely not try to get out of jury duty if they gave me giant long <laughs> weapony things to like stomp and be like guilty, <laughs> kill. Oh my gosh! So Ahab's brought in by two guys. Um, he's accused of uh, conspiring against the empire, and he pleads not guilty. And then the next day, the trial will begin. <laughs> Perhaps. Your system of law and punishment is better than any system we once had. Well, not the fair part, well, but they got yeah, us. They got us beat on the speedy part. Fuck yeah! I mean, oh, normally, no, wait, no, Ahab there are two groups. Like, yeah, there's two groups. There are two groups of guys. Uh, yeah, and it's all men. And oh but, wait, there's, that's bullshit. Though. That is bullshit. That's bullshit there's bullshit, no though. way. There's so there's three there's, tiers of people cheering yeah. and jeering. Because that's what they had in the in the movie. So they're trying mm. to recreate that here. But now it looks like. <laughs> I mean, the Hello, individuals CGI. don't look like it's CG, but it looks like they were just kind of like cut and put on top of mm-hmm. like Co- the, definite the, copy and paste kind of thing. Going yeah, on. there you go. <laughs> For once, Archer's like frowny face seems pretty justified if he's you know, oh yes about to get killed yes or whatever. Uh, and then it fades to black, and then we we hear the most incredible song ever written, Shit. forever. 
and See, ever. This, this is going to be your legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On your tombstone, it's going to be like, Adam loves faith of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies Adam Bear. He had faith of the heart. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. <sighs> it's fine. I'll be dead. It's good. <laughs> Best song ever. Faith of the heart. A pretty good matte painting of Kronos. This does look good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Look at um, that. We got fire. Mm-hmm. We got detail and like depth. Mm-hmm. It certainly looks better than any of the stuff on uh, TNG. We yeah. always get that same matte painting. Yeah. This looks great, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it's a little, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, sci-fi novel-esque. Like like fantasy <laughs> okay, novel, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the yeah. giant towering mountains and somehow they've constructed a huge building on top of a incredibly precarious rock formation, you know, like, yeah, really? I'm not sure. I, I look at it and I'm hearing, I guess like progressive metal or something. Yeah, maybe some yes. You're about to meet my muse. Mommy? Progressive rock. They should have just used that instead of Faith of the Heart. Oh, that was just used Yes's roundabout. <laughs> Weirdest bass tone oh, ever. God. So yeah, so we open and uh, Ahab is sitting very straight with a plate as though somebody just handed it to him, but mm-hmm. he's still sitting in that same position, and there's nobody around. Yeah. So I don't know why he's still sitting like, what is this? He you has know. spent several minutes contemplating this like lump of targ meat. <laughs> it's one of those metal trays that you get when you order like a, a 10 inch pizza. Right. Like at, at Ted's here, here in <laughs> Athens, but other pizza places too. It's like there's a specific mm-hmm. type of like very flat. There's just a little bit of that kind of comes up around like right at the end. Yeah. It's, it's tiny ex- edge. It's exactly that plate. Pizza! Kirk and McCoy had translation devices on their person. Um, Ahab does not. So how the fuck does he understand all of this? I didn't even think about that. There is no universal translator. Yeah. It's not in the thingy. Um, Hoshi's not there. Mm-mm. That would have been interesting if it was him and Hoshi. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Hmm. Oh, God, because um, you know what this show would do? They would have him and her locked in a cell together and then try and, like, poke it for sparks or something. <laughs> yeah. Like how they would do yeah. with T'Pol, and everyone's yeah. like, shut up, stop, no one wants or to see this. Or some kind of icky, t- you know, mentor-teacher-student relationship kind of thing. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so we go, you know, it, it's lit a little better, but it's still, A, too bright, mm-hmm. and B, there's no color in the lighting it's dull plodding pedantic much like yourself that's like if you look at like old tng episodes there's tons of lighting but not all of it is white Mm, you know there'll be like pink and blue and green and it's just lighting up the whole room and giving it all kinds of really cool shadows and stuff this is just like somebody put a hundred watt klieg light in there and was called it a day yeah it's uh boring 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Star Trek lighting I wish kind of swapped a little bit with this mm-hmm. is the new Picard stuff. Yeah. It, you can't see anything. <laughs> is uh-huh. <laughs> Star Trek into darkness. Darker, darker, more darker. I believe there's a way to make them visible to everyone. Yeah, I had a hell of a time when I was a kid, like, you know, with the Klingon homeworld. I always just thought it was like Kling. <laughs> you know, like, but then you know <laughs> but then it turned out to be chronos which is spelled with a k which is our own mythology yeah. again well i mean i was gonna ask you about that because sometimes i've seen it uh, spelled like with a q I don't know yeah, maybe what, that's how, how to actually spell it because I've seen yeah. it both ways. So I honestly don't know. Me neither. If the Kronos with a K is like anglicized or humanized, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, uh, version with the, of the Q and the U. Yeah. Um, with the Q-U apostrophe. And a space. Yeah. Do we start to get um, a little bit, yeah, like does it start to get sort of like <laughs> anti-Arabic? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Huh. Right. Well, the Q U with a thing for bad guys. Yeah. I don't feel entirely comfortable with that as a person of Middle Eastern descent. Right, right. <laughs> no shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, this cell should be much more filthy than it is. Like, there should be poop in the corner. It's also huge. Like, it's also has very room huge, to, yeah. like, run around. Yeah. And it, well, it, may be, it may be that they put him in his own cell because, you know, the other Klingons would just kill him. Oh, yeah. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's possible. But he gets a visitor here. Yeah. Yep. The great and mighty uh, and um, second best reason to watch the show at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dr. Flux. Mr. Mr. Wholesome himself. Yeah, Ahab looks pretty rough. He's he's dirty. His uniform isn't up against his neck and chin, and you can see stubble, you know. Flox is ostensibly there to check on his xenopolysithemia, which is something they've actually mentioned before. Um, but yeah, it's not real. It's not contagious. It's a disease that McCoy had in the third season, but Spock cured. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. I yeah. did not remember that at all. Awesome. Polycythemia is a real disease, but it's also not contagious. It's a genetic disease. Oh, okay. So, xenopolycythemia, I'm assuming, is like, you know, alien, alien polycythemia. Yeah. <laughs> Logical. This actually scares the guard into backing up and leaving them alone, you know, so they can talk secretively. Giant brave warrior, scared mm-hmm. of tiny germs. Yeah. Yeah, no, he backs the fuck out of it. He's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, gross. Um, Flox lets them know that they got there as soon as they could. Starfleet and, Hi- and the Vulcan High Command are doing what they can to get him out. Um, but they're also looking at, you know, other options because, of course, there's Reed and he wants to kill things so (laughs) and reed has successfully busted people out of alien prison before very very true which was like that was like his best moment yeah honestly the 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 whole thing where he he gets made up like the the sulaban and blows a hole in a wall (laughs) and shit like that ruled like that i love that for him he did it the last episode too because he busted him off of that prison ship 
Oh, yeah. So Reed's only job is there to bust you out of prison. That's, yeah. That's fine. And that's to fine. be very straight, he is not gay at all. Never, never will be. You do know that he's gay, right? Um, Ahab tells Phlox that he expects Paul to get to the Enterprise to safety no matter what. Um, then he talks about the food and they they show a picture of the the targ leg and it's sort of like do you ever watch spongebob uh here and there okay there's an episode of spongebob where they make what they call a nasty patty and it's like to <laughs> the most it's a it's a ren and stimpy image oh. <laughs> where like you know it's the most disgusting thing possibly imagine you know you can right. possibly imagine and that's exactly what they show oh, it's got awesome. hair on it <laughs> it's not fur it's hair. It is hair yeah yeah i do like that touch on uh the, the targ meat that there's mm-hmm. a little bit of hair what a fun prop thing to do like right like if you were the prop guy how fun um that's so cool but Flox tells him to eat it anyway because he needs the protein <laughs> 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 what the hell is Flox wearing? It's That's like, his uh, Nehru jacket. Yeah. yeah he's just gonna, a weird He's going to go, like, you know, do some jazz in the club later. What? Okay, what What jazz instrument do you see Flox playing? Bass. Bass? He's a bass player? Yeah. Yeah. Upright totally. or... Upright bass. Yeah. Yeah, upright bass. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either that or, like, a... A sax, but like a berry sax or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, these cats can really swing. <laughs> you guys know autumn leaves, right? <laughs> it's a standard. You should. Ahab's lawyer comes in, and it's Martok. Hail Martok. Yay. Um, he's J.J. Play- Hertzler. He's awesome. He's so cool. He's playing Kolos, his lawyer. This would have been uh, an easy and kind of annoying thing where it... <sighs> If they'd have brought back Michael Dorn mm-hmm. to play uh, Worf's great grandfather or right. whatever, like how they did in Star Trek right. Six, I think it was his grandfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his grandfather was the the lawyer in Star Trek Six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like this idea of bringing back a Klingon that we all know yeah. and love. Yeah, but it's Martok who's yeah. just like awesome. He's yeah. just like nonstop awesome every yeah. scene he's in in DS Nine and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it's really, really fun to see him oh, again. Yeah, and as he, he, but it's a different enough look for him. Uh, he's older than mm-hmm. Martok was. He's got mm-hmm. long gray hair. He's got mm-hmm. a gray beard. So he's playing an older character. And he's definitely not. I mean, he's definitely not warrior. You know, mm-hmm. he's right. wearing like a suit instead of you know the armor or whatever. So yeah, it's he's definitely. Uh, playing a different character it would have been easy for him to just kind of do martok voice and yeah you know and and everybody would have been like yeah you know we all still would have been happy yeah but he i i think that he did a good job of making this a different character definitely and he's he's obviously the overworked and underpaid public defender you ever had one of those no thank god i have Oh, I'm sorry. I've never seen a more stressed out human being. Oh. That is the most stressed out human being I've ever I seen. I can imagine. Ever. Am I amusing? We have a black bander on deck for Repeat, a black bander on for This is not a drill. Martok does not give a shit what happened. He does not want to be doing this. It's it's very, it's a little cliche, to be totally honest. Mm, okay. It, I'm not a fan of this episode. Just because, first of all, it's such a ripoff of Star Trek Six, Like, very blatantly like was this done at the same time this that movie came out <laughs> my god no this would have been oh god how, how many like 10 years later 
I guess. When did Star Trek 6 come out? Yeah, we need to find out. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. 1991. Okay, yeah. And this is and this is 2001, so this is 10 wow, years later. that's weird. Again, why could you not come up with something like... I don't, I don't know. ...more creative than that? I mean, my goodness. At least do Star Trek 6, but like on a different planet. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, do, Go somewhere else, you know? He's being tried by Andorians. I don't care. Pick somebody. Pick anyone make up other a, than... Make up a new one. Like, courtroom drama in Trek is usually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, because most of them, you've got... Um, Picard. Picard. You know, yeah. yeah. And he's just... He just plays a great lawyer. Mm. But, uh, yeah, this, it's like, oh, we, we did this. And honestly, the Klingon court thing is so played out, like... The whole thing where Worf gets discom- dishonored oh, that or whatever, that whole yeah. thing, which was a pretty good arc in oh, yeah. in, uh, in TNG. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's something like... The whole Duras Dishonored thing. and yeah. whatever. Yeah, that, that yeah. whole thing. That was all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. They did a lot of that back then. Never mind the fact that, again, there's a Duras in this. Oh yeah. I mean this is like And he's so a shit and he's creative. like a shit heel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Martok tells him not to talk that he will speak for him. Um and we're introduced to the prosecutor. Again, how does this court system so closely resemble our own? <laughs> it's amazing. Like Do you have money? No, don't talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll probably get at least 10 years, you know. Um, so, yeah, again, where's the universal translator? You know, there's shitload of white light everywhere. Mm-hmm. It just oh, it looks terrible. Um, when, when you have this kind of set, it mm-hmm. looks great dimly lit. Yeah, exactly. It's so menacing and so cool. Yeah. And it's like, no, here's Ren Fair shit. It, yeah, it looks like they did it in a high school or something. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Like it's bad. so I mean, bright. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that bad, but yeah, I don't. I don't love it. No, I don't either. I, I agree. Yeah, um, there's not so, enough fire. There's some fire. There's like little <laughs> lamps, but I feel like there needs to be way more fire. Like giant, yeah, yeah. Um, um, not like not like giant pyres, but you know, like. What do they call that? I don't know. Urn? No, that's not the right word. Torches. I torches. feel like there need to be torches yeah. on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like really fucking go for it. Yeah, if it's that bright, you don't need the fucking fire, you know? Like right. turn down the goddamn light. Turn down the lights, let, let some fire do the mm-hmm. work. It'll look really cool, yeah. all flickering and stuff and menacing. Seriously, who yeah. was the cinematographer? I don't know. Um, so anyway, the very first witness, guess who? The Duras family. <laughs> So there was shitheads so for a uh, hundred, no wait, two hundred years. I mm-hmm. forgot. I don't know. A oh, long time. Sure, before that, there must be thousands of different fa- houses and families on Kronos, but the Federation and Starfleet only run into the same ones over and over again, <laughs> and they all have the same personalities. <laughs> It's, it's practically Star Wars shit. It really is. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I mean, he even looks like, I mean, family-wise, that makes sense, but he really looks like the other Duras, you know? And that's <laughs> yeah. just like, what? I don't get it. So anyway, he, he explains how he was demoted because of what had happened. And the prosecutor tells him, 
to gets him to tell his side of the story so we get a little Rashomon action. Rashomon's one of the first movies that ever did that thing where you get uh, the same story told different ways depending on who's telling the story thing. Oh, okay. Cool. And a lot of times people just will call it, you know, they're going to do the Rashomon thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's... Duly that's noted. This, yeah. So that's what the uh, this is. I love... Duras's Rashomon thing though because Ahab seems like such a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> like it's really great they, they make him they make him look like like the like the bigger asshole but also a sort of a cooler version than he actually is 100% <laughs> yes <laughs> He's sitting there hearing the story. He's like, God, I wish I was that awesome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the story basic, the basics are that this group of quote unquote rebels had left their home planet and Enterprise rescued them before they starved to death. Duras has some pretty nice leather, leather costuming, which was probably made for some other episode or show and was just yeah, used. probably from you know. DS9 or something. Yeah. I'm a very good tailor. Ahab's way cooler in Duras's story. He threatens to like send uh Duras to the afterlife. Yeah. Which yeah. is like just this beautiful telltale like he, he's he's full of shit. Not this. Yeah. He is angry and stompy all the time, but like I, you, I shall send you to the afterlife. Like, nah, man, that ain't that's uh, that ain't him. That's yeah. beautiful. Duras has the Empire's most beautiful officer uh telling him you know, that Enterprise hooked up with the rebel ship that they were pursuing. And the lighting aboard the Klingon ship is fucking great. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, what the fuck? I did. It looks rad as hell. Hold on. Let's see. What's her name? Helen Cates. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Days of Our Lives. One episode. Walker, Texas Ranger. Because the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. Oh, she was in Soul Man. Whoa. The series. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Poor thing. And on the Michael Richards show. Oh, my oh God. Wow. She was on Dharma and Greg. Yeah. Walker, yeah. Texas Ranger. This isn't great. No. It didn't have to come to this. So according to the very pretty Klingon lady, they uh, the Enterprise is no match for the Klingons. Um, and, you know... Ahab's all like, this is a battleship, and we're super dicks, and we formed an alliance with the rebels, and blah. (laughs) And Ahab's like, I didn't say any of that. (laughs) That is ridiculous. Basically, his lawyer tells him to shut the fuck up, which is great. God, just imagine how awesome the show would be if that happened more often. If people looked at him and just said, will you please just shut the fuck up? (laughs) When you talk, it's awful. <laughs> you are not helping your case. <laughs> no, never <laughs> with any kind of case, you well, know. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back to Duras's, ver- we go back and forth a couple times, you know, Duras talking, uh, you know, so forth. Um, and Ahab says, evidently in Duras's version, death to the empire, which lol, <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Um, this judge does get to bang the um, uh, gavel ball, yeah, and it's the same type of metal ball yeah, that's in Star yeah. Trek Six, which so it sends out sparks every right, time he hits right. it, like it's in a heavy metal so, video or something <laughs> in the eighties. It's Hell awesome. Yeah. Um, my question is: Is the glove that holds the ball part of it? Part of what? So the, a gavel is just the gavel. It's the little hammer part, and then like a little 
what you know a little surface that yeah you yeah, hit yeah it with. you hit the thingy my, my question is for that judge does is the glove that he holds the ball with part of the gavel you know oh, what i mean yeah i'm sure it's okay. got to be part of the part of the uniform part okay. of the you know the judge it's like right and you wear the, like the judge's robes and the glove it's got to be part of the the the, the ceremonial the, dress for the, right. the sitting judge. But is the I ball assume. in the glove permanently? Like, you just can't, no. like... No? I don't know. You should watch. Oh, shit. Because I don't ever see it out of his hand. I I see. I assume he can, like, uh, uh, use his right hand. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why he is a judge, because he, he doesn't have an extra... He doesn't have a hand. Anyway, in Duras's version, the Enterprise fires at them first. The Klingons chase them into a ring into the rings of a planet nearby and it's very pretty it looks um, good yeah it does look they, good they definitely did some great outside shots in this episode they chase him into the rings yeah and uh they shoot an asteroid trying to shoot uh the enterprise and it makes a bunch of dust everywhere and they're right. like oh shit we played ourselves our, yeah we, <laughs> now we can't see anything he turns around and he's talking to the lady that's his first officer mm-hmm. what is that on her desk because that yeah. looks like kitchen floor mat yes it does right but it's got a but it's got a sticker on it so it's klingon <laughs> yeah it look it, it really looks a look. like a just yeah. a giant sticker they didn't fill it in either no. so it's just like it's just it's just a white sticker uh-huh. with like some gray or black or whatever right. to, to make the actual Klingon Empire symbol, but it's not like that cool red. And it's or just anything. like yeah, it's just like <laughs> on top of a restaurant mat. <laughs> it is. It's just you like know. a mat like <laughs> laying on top of her console. <laughs> He's he's like oh fire. She's like oh I, I'm trying to get past the grease from <laughs> last night's shift. Who the fuck closed in here? <laughs> God. Oh, that's always the question. Who the fuck closed? Who the fuck closed? <laughs> Man, a bunch of y'all know exactly what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Hats off to our service industry people. Indeed. Man. It goes back to the uh, the courtroom scene and the prosecutor says, Duras is lucky his first officer didn't kill him for the failure. That would have been great. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how much trouble Worf would have uh, been saved. We could have nipped all the all the Duras shit right there. That would have been so nice. Death to the opposition. Enterprise sends out the slowest torpedo in the world, <laughs> and it blows up in front of the Klingons. It didn't hit their ship or anything. It just like right blew up right in front of them, and it messes them up. He's so bad. incredibly evil and cunning, and yet can't hit anyone anything. with the slow. Well, no, that was the, yeah, the torpedo was from Enterprise. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. saying. Doros is like, oh, the evil, cunning human who defeated me in battle. It's like, did he, did he hit you with a torpedo or something? Yeah. Well, it not hit me near it, but I was nearby (laughs) and it really fucked me up. It made a cool blue explosion. You should have seen it. It had honor. <laughs> yeah. And then the Enterprise fires at them a couple times and they are absolutely screwed. Like the whole ship is fucked up, which is hilarious. Because like, how did how do these Duras people keep getting fucking ships? You broke your little ships. They really have to be like a rich, well-connected family or Evidently. something. Because like, yeah, they suck. They always do. <laughs> they all just Every fucking time. suck. Yeah. Um, so Ahab asks uh, Martok, <laughs> aren't you going to question this guy? And he's like, meh, wouldn't make a difference. And you're like, oh, this is good. 
He's, I feel very happy about my <laughs> prosecutor and defense attorney. It's all going well for me. Yeah. The defense attorney is just quiet quitting. Yes, he's totally quiet. <laughs> this is this is like do nothing Monday for yeah. him. You know, seriously. <laughs> Ugh, poor guy. The the prosecutor guy though is having a blast. Oh yeah, he loves this job. He's very charismatic. He gets yeah. to just walk around and go like an enemy of the empire and get everyone to stamp their sticks and yeah, like, yeah, it's fun. This job <laughs> rules. The prosecutor doesn't even have any other witnesses. He's like, this aggressive human wanted to thwart the justifiable use of force against a group of people. Yeah, it's it's hard to do this to project the way that he is with his giant oh, fake teeth in your mouth yeah. and everything. This guy rules. Yeah. He's having yeah. a great time. He's just chewing scenery. Honest, who is this? Wait, who is that? Yeah, who guy is that guy? guy's awesome. And Bakula's just standing there with a grumpy look on his face. It's very annoying. Like, all he does is just stand there perfectly still. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, I'd be, like, gripping the rail or, you know, or something. John Vickery. I have seen that guy before in other stuff. Yeah. Um, pretty sure he's been... He, he had to have done other Star yeah. Trek. He's so epic. Oh, he was in Babylon 5. That makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. Babylon 5 is full of scene chewers. It's amazing they even had a set. Oh, so he was a um, Cardassian on DS9. Perfect. Of named course he was. Gull Russet. Hmm. Gull Russet. Three episodes. Hmm. The Changing Face of... Oh, all season seven. Oh. Tacking into the wind when it rains and the changing face of evil. I wonder if he was one of the dudes that was helping the dominion while they were in yeah Yeah. the dominion victories are no longer our victories or like he was on uh gull ducat's crew when he's when he was being like pirate ducat or whatever (laughs) it's a really fun era for ducat that is that is a fun era for ducat yeah (laughs) yeah oh ducat that's a complicated thing i love it so many complicated emotions there is no dilemma that cannot be solved by a disciplined cardassian mind so the judge finally asks the the defense attorney you know do you have any defense and colos is like nah <laughs> what why is he there like what is it exactly that he does here well later in the episode he kind of explains that i hate to be hate to pull a comparison from today but it's sort of like that office has just become politically what's the word i'm looking for um impotent Okay. Yeah. Because they don't want people to get off of crimes. It's very. It's a. It's become a Cardassian system, whereas it used to be there was actually justice. He talks about it later in the episode. Yeah. No. I. I, I remember that he talks mm-hmm. about it later, and we'll 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 get to that. But I mm-hmm. guess just I'm wondering at this point why don't they go like, you know, we don't really need this. Um, yeah. This, this position. Yeah. To be here, this this <laughs> job in our society doesn't really need to exist. Uh-uh. This guy uh, builds typewriters. I'm sorry. We we don't we don't need you <laughs> to build typewriters anymore. anymore. I'm sorry. In regards to Captain Dunzel. Ahab completely freaks out. Finally, Ed does act actual acting. Um, he wants to defend himself, which is always a brilliant idea. Um. <laughs> He's like, he gets hit with pain sticks, as he should. They should have those in fucking courtrooms now. T'Pol should have one on hand. Fuck just yeah, like she should. <laughs> just with her every time him or Trip or Malcolm just like starts just yeah. going off. At the, just wordlessly. <sighs> bzz, yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's just amazing how 
their jurisprudence system is exactly like old earth. It's amazing to me. Again, the creativity level is just <laughs> through the roof, you know? How do they come up with this stuff? I know, it's like it's amazing. And the targ leg is still there, yep. still covered with, lo- and he picks the grossest looking piece and eats it. Yeah, it's clearly just like a cut of pork or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But oh, they put fun. fur on it. Yeah. That's, Love that's it. Such a great prop. It, it really is because it doesn't look fully cooked, which yeah. is amazing. So our beef is looking pretty good by comparison, right? No, no, this all sounds horrible. According to the Memory Alpha notes, this settlement that, that was rebelling that he protected the people from was Narendra Three. Okay. The same one from the that episode where the Enterprise C was destroyed and all that. I don't remember. Wait. R- um, do you remember me? yesterday's Enterprise from TNG? Yeah. Okay. That was the settlement that Enterprise C was defending from the Romulans when they got killed was Narendra Three. Oh wow. Yeah. And wait, that's the one where uh, Tashi R comes mm-hmm. back or whatever yeah. and like. Guinan just rolls up and go, hey, all this is wrong. Yeah. And Picard's like, okay, let's just change history. That'll work. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever you say, Guinan. <laughs> I don't know anything so about awesome. you, but I'm going to listen to anything you say. Oh, that's so that's cool. very, actually very interesting that they tied that into it, which is, you know. That is cool. I mean, that's that kind of, I don't know if you could call it fan service, but that kind of episodic Mm tie-in i appreciate this bullshit where they just redo a movie that's not okay yeah you know like the creativity of that is just there is no creativity in that Mm -hmm. i don't know why i even bother also the episode never does really explain how they got their hands on him that's true you know oh my god yeah they couldn't have shoved that into a line in the script like where did they get him oh yeah because the Enterprise got away. Yeah. At what point did he beam down somewhere yeah. and then not beam down? I'll get well. I mean, he he could. They, yeah. they kind of forget that the oh I know that the thing exists. But at what where did he land that they were there and go oh hey hey you're the guy from the thing yeah. we saw you, you're you're gonna you're get you're you. bad we're gonna arrest you like, yeah yeah how did they get him I don't know I didn't even think about that that's hilarious there's a big hole there Ahab's in his in his cell and Colos comes in and he's like please. Just stop talking. <laughs> Just stop talking. I might be able to get you killed quickly. Just shut up. It is nice when uh, a character comes in and speaks for the audience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is really. I approve. Um, Ahab keeps bitching that he hasn't been able to talk. And he sounds like so. Uh, he just. I, w- I want to hit him. <laughs> you know? He's right. But, like, he comes across as so, like, entitled and white dude. My yeah. father is famous. Yeah. My daddy made stuff. Kolos tells Ahab that all they that the Klingon government wants is the people that they consider to be rebels. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah. what's, what is in it for you to kill them or do whatever you have, you know, do to them? I mean, it's just pointless. Um, Kolos says all he has to do the... To, is to give them up and it will save him life. Save him life? Save him what life. is happening it's to my brain? <laughs> <laughs> 
Kolos tells Ahab that all he has to do is give up these people and it will save his life. And Ahab is not going to do it. Yes, yes, I feel that. I feel you. I get that. I have a friend with red hair. You cannot give her any. No, I'm not going to no, drink that. <laughs> I'm going to take... I'm going to take... I think maybe just a quarter because I might I might run some errands downtown after this. Oh yeah, but it's pretty hard to eat a quarter. Just eat half. I've been I've be been fine. eating quarters though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just cut it in half and then half again. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that's very obvious. <laughs> but <laughs> as to how, as to okay, so for Christmas, um, we got each other drugs, <laughs> but legal. Like we bought these in in yeah. the, in in a store. Right. Um. So yeah, this is um. It's legal, and uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to split this one in half. Um, I got him the Franny's Pharmacy uh, Delta 8 THC Blue Raspberry Gummies, and he got me a bottle of THC Delta 8 Honey with a tiny little spoon that was adorable. Don't you love that spoon? I love the spoon. I was thinking about it's it, and then so I saw cute. the spoon, and I was like, that spoon! That spoon and then is I, so I was adorable. like, she's going to love the spoon. <laughs> Do you want a quarter? Sure. There you go. Thank you. That way we won't get like blasted like I did last time. <laughs> That's so fun. It was awesome. That episode's fantastic. Like <laughs> like when I told people about this this uh, Delta Eight stuff, I'm like, dude, you can hear it on my podcast. <laughs> like I eat it at the beginning, and then at the end, I'm like, stars track. <laughs> So I, like I like the Star Trek. <laughs> One of your better prescriptions. Simple, but effective. Kolos tries to say that he doesn't agree with the way the law is handled, and Ahab kind of challenges him, and he's and Kolos is like, I'm too fucking old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does he, not help. <laughs> He really is doing some Danny Glover shit on yeah. this. I had a teacher. He kind of reminds me uh, up up to this point. L- later on, he gets way cool. Yeah. But I had a uh, a, a teacher in high school that uh, was retiring at the end of not the year, but the semester, like uh-huh. the first half of the year or whatever. Yeah. And he told us that pretty much every day. And he didn't give a shit what we did. <laughs> and he didn't give a shit what was going on. And it was hysterical. <laughs> He was just completely oh. over it. There's this long discussion between Ahab and Kolos, and you know, it's just Ahab trying to, you know, create some kind of level of moral something in Kolos, and Kolos is just like, I just don't. Fuck off, man. Be a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, he does Kirk lighting in this. Yeah, Look at that. That's yeah, Kirk lighting. That is. That that horrible 60s lighting. Yeah, it's, where not, like, it's, it's not done well. No. But well, they're trying. It's done a little more naturally. It was super, yeah. super unnatural in the 60s where oh, yeah. they would close up on somebody like and for it's drama. it's just their eyes. Yeah, just like <laughs> a, amazing. a band of light across <laughs> somebody's eyes so that you know that they're serious. Yes, yes. Or they're... Or extremely sexually aroused. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the way he's kind of standing, the way that they have it blocked or marked, marked or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah, the light is just across his face. It, yeah, it's just across. It's he, he moves in and his out brow. of it a little bit, but yeah. it's it's pretty much just like the upper part of his face. Yeah, and, yeah. But he's like, be a lawyer, be epic. It'll be awesome. <laughs> 
And he's like, and poor Martok is like, fuck, man. Man, fuck so, off. Sounds cool. I don't know. The, joining the band sounds cool, but I don't know if I'll, uh, I don't know if I have I the know, schedule I f- for touring. And I feel like there's something bad going to happen to me personally <laughs> if I do what you're saying. Another killer shot of the outside of the planet that, that they're on. It's, it's very reminiscent of like Mongolian motifs. It's got oh, a lot yeah. of like Mongolian kind of feel to it. There's some Star Wars in this design too, mm-hmm. like in the background. Yeah. The way that that sort of uh, silo kind of building mm-hmm. on the left side. Uh, we are at uh, 1617 mm-hmm. in, in case you're watching along. Uh, don't. We're trying to save you the rewatch here. <laughs> it's, it's our mission. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some kind of, I don't know, like Jabba's Palace or something. There's there's something Star Wars about that design. So yeah. Know, some oh no, it's yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, so the trial enters day three, and Ahab is thinking about trying the sovereign citizen thing. <laughs> um, and he can talk about how he's the official representative of the entity known as Captain Archer. Because, um, you know, that works. Because sure. all judges love it when you do that. How do you plead? I would like to um, see your oath of office. I'd like to see your um, letter accepting and acknowledging your office. And I would like to see the same for the uh, prosecuting attorney. The two lawyers argue about procedure, and Colos has actually taken Ahab's speech to heart, and the judge relents. So Colos calls Ahab as his witness. And of course, he tells his own story. I do like Colos's speech. Like this, J.G. Hertzler gets to mm-hmm. kick in to uh, epic Klingon yeah. mode. But still keeping it not Martok. I think he does a good job. Oh of, no, he definitely of yeah. keeping this character, this yeah. character. Mm-hmm. But you cannot help but think about Martok oh, when you yeah, see when you yeah. hear that he has that that, that very voice. distinguished voice. You mm-hmm. know that it, it, it's just absolutely Martok. And this thing between him and the judge, they're like the two oldest guys in the room, definitely. And yeah. they're both looking at each other like, "Remember when?" It's like, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was that was pretty killer. Yeah. That, you know, things were better back in the day, weren't it's they? Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, it's it's one of those things where you're like when he talks about it later about how things you used to be mm-hmm. um it's obvious that maybe he knows the judge that would be pretty cool if they had like their own backstory you know they look at each other and he's like remember when we could drive stick shifts and ride in cursive <laughs> and the judge is like mm, yes i remember <sighs> driving stick in cursive and drinking out of the the the, the garden hose <laughs> He's like, let's bring those days back. And he's like, those were good days. Okay, yeah, I'll use my, right. That's fine. my big ball, ball of sparks. And I recall, I recall, like a rock, standing arrow straight. As Ahab's trying to tell his story, the the prosecutor bad guy is, keeps trying to in, interject. So this is when the judge forces him to shut the fuck up and let him make him respect Kolos as he did. Um, so we go back back to Ahab's version and they find this ship floating out in space, no propulsion, life support failing, and they do that thing where they connect to it. You know, trailer, little, spewing green shit out of the yeah, back of it. Yeah, it looks terrible. Um, Hoshi gets one line. Travis gets one, I think, yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. So, anyway, we go to the Flox Bay 
and Ahab flocks and the other captain are talking about you know what happened they've been floating in space for more than six weeks no food or water there's 27 of them and there used to be 54 so exactly half of them have keeled over and died that's pretty good alien makeup. It really is. That looks good. Episode-wise, look... we are at 1924. Yeah. yeah, it looks uh it looks really good. Yeah, and they look gaunt and thin and, you know, like they're starving. Uh the alien captain says that they were annexed by a species that stripped them of everything and left nothing and they said they would be back and they never did. We've heard this story before from mm-hmm. the Klingons from people who were annexed by the Klingons. Um, but I think this is the first time it's actually like front and center of the story. Well, there was that one um, with the Klingons oh, where yeah. uh, they went all A-team at the right. end. <laughs> that was kind of like that. They just kind of <laughs> swung through and were like, you're on our territory. Yeah. Give us the everything, whatever yeah. the thing they were mining. Fuel? Fuel. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, I forgot what they were doing. So in the court, Ahab tries to burn them by saying the Klingon Empire didn't care about that colony either. And it doesn't. Nothing happens with that. Um, honestly, uh, it's it's super boring. I'm so I'm so done by this point of the episode. Honestly, yeah, because it's like you know him trying to get one over Ahab trying to get one over and gotcha moment these people. It's you know it's not going to work. No, see, look, the ball is definitely part of the glove. I think you're right. I was look yeah I was looking at it as yeah. you were saying that, and yeah, I think that that might be the entire prop huh. is just. The glove One and piece. the ball, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. It probably just has like a thing of flint at the bottom. Yeah. I doubt it's, I doubt it's actually all metal. It's probably... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. It's a, Plastic. They're, they're not going to make a, a full-ass metal <laughs> gauntlet. <laughs> Certainly not in this episode. Um, <laughs> we could have lit it better, but we wanted a real metal gauntlet and ball <laughs> connected to each other. Ugh. Actually, that's a really good idea because um, if it's all connected... And there's just like a piece of flint at the bottom or something yeah. to make the sparks. Right. That keeps you from like moving it. And then when he hits the thing and it doesn't do it, they go, oh, damn it. <laughs> Cut. Try it again. Move the thing to move the ball to where the yeah. thing is at the bottom and it sparks up. Yeah. So that's actually that's actually pretty smart. It is. That's a ki- man, that's a killer prop. That's, yeah. That's, that's really good. Um, so back in the past, Ahab and T'Pol talk about putting everyone off the, uh, all the people that they found, um, and finding somewhere to drop them off where they'll be safe. And I'm thinking to myself, where's going to be safe? (laughs) Where in in this? In Federation space. Somewhere, yeah. Wait, hold on. There's Uh, no Federation right now, so yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) Where exactly? I mean, they've made some (laughs) friends, but like... Eh, they've that's made way a, back. They've made way more enemies than friends exactly. on the show. <laughs> like okay. Um, it's just not written well. I mean, it's, you know, there's parts left out. There's there's plot holes. and Here's, and here's what you do with this episode. Instead of watching this episode, go get, and you got to do this on a DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, go get Star Trek VI. Yeah. DVD, put it in, and then I know you can do this on uh, any Sony player. I don't know about anything else. You can press play and then bump it up to 1.5 speed. <laughs> so it takes like 45 minutes. So, yeah, you, <laughs> so know. you can just watch that instead of the episode. <laughs> Hell yes. Instead of sitting through do the entire that. movie. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. It'll also make them sound funny because they'll, they're going to talk faster, which is <laughs> hilarious.
so now we're at the point in the story where Duras comes in. Yeah, they try to say it's like an act of war and blah. That part of the trial sucked. Yeah, we're in that kind of section of the episode where they go back and forth from the past to the courtroom, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, I mean, that's standard for one of these kind of courtroom episodes. So um, so back and forth with the lawyers and Ahab. Bleh. Um, then back in the past, everybody's standing around the situation nook, uh, and they come up with the rings slash blowing up gas slash plasma in the rings plan. Um, since we already know what this plan is because we've already seen it, I won't bore you with the review. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like they did with us, you know. I mean, the display okay. and all this stuff looks good. Like, yeah. it looks real and practical and a lot of times with... Uh, cars, 90s track, whatever. It's just buttons. Yes. There's no, like, UI yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, so, sometimes they get in and they show you, oh, here's the trajectory of right. the thingy, or here's the frequency of the do. Right. But uh, this feels a little more real. It, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it feels a little more tactile and, and something that you actually can use yeah. to, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. do science shit with and then blow shit up with. And, of course, Enterprise did not fire first. He didn't call it a warship. Um, Duras is just wanting the rebels, and Ahab says no. That's pretty much it, you know. We just see the same battle from Enterprise's perspective. Um, they escape. They take the refuges with them. He specific, Ahab specifically says, I'm not, you know, your enemy. I didn't destroy the, the other ship because... They're not my enemy, which is really like not a good sell to Clingons. You know what I mean? Like, well, then what are we doing here? Uh, (laughs) There is no other purpose. Um, Yeah. Do you think that these costumes, these Klingon costumes Mm -hmm. are consistent with what we saw in the the A-Team episode? Yeah. Maybe they're a little nicer because that A-Team episode, those guys were not part of like the Klingon military. Those were just oh, dicks. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. They they were more biker gang like yeah. like assholes or whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That totally makes sense. What, what do you think of this Klingon ship design? It's a little weird because I was just looking at like they had See, that's that looks normal like a normal Klingon ship, but when they were looking at it in the situation nook? Yeah. It was a different shape. It, it wasn't it a looked, Klingon. It looked way more um, fighter jet yeah. on their readout yeah. thing. On the actual, and maybe they made it later, I don't mm. know, um, the, the actual Klingon ship when you see it in space. Yeah. It's it's a bird of prey design, but it's like clunkier and it has yeah. big flatter surfaces and stuff. It doesn't oh. look quite as menacing, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really get a good look at it. It's basically, so they're basically showing you a pre- bird of prey it's an egg of prey (laughs) well the thing thing about it is birds of prey like the actual ship they look like geese in flight they don't look like birds of prey they kind of do they do look more like geese than they don't look like which geese are not to be fucked with no like they are they will fuck you up 100 percent will fuck you up but they are not birds of prey that's true I never even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, it's I weird. The I think I still say that the best bird of prey design ever, Star Trek Three. Oh yeah, Star Trek Three, and well, it's, it's, it's also in Star Trek Four. But <sighs> the way, like the 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 way the, the way the bridge looks, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it it has that menace in space oh, or whatever, yeah. and in Star Trek Four where they just like 
decloak in front of that uh, the, the whaling <laughs> the ship. The whaling ship. A part of that is the uh, the soundtrack, the oh, um, yeah. where it's like, oh gosh, how's that? It's like a big clanging thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's a very cool. Like, like music sting or cue. Yeah, music sting. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm. Yeah. Back in the uh, the courtroom, Colos reminds the audience and the prosecutor that about all the connections that Ahab has had with the Klingons. Um, he's like, this guy's only being, you know, he's he's only guilty of being self righteous and a nuisance. And I'm like, yeah. Colos <laughs> nails it. Yeah. Well, I love how. Uh, when he describes all this, like, hey, this guy knows the chancellor mm-hmm. and uh, uh, saved us our spy or whatever, right. fuck, blah, blah, blah. And he's, the the look of terror on the prosecutor's <laughs> face for a second like, is huh? awesome. The emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Perhaps yeah. the prosecutor has got, grown complacent with his research. <laughs> Pretty epic. Ouch. Then came the burn. He goes over him rescuing the uh, that Klingon ship from the gas giant and, and stuff like that. And he's saying it has everything to do with this case because it shows a pattern of behavior. That was repeated with Dura. <laughs> he may be self-righteous, but his, his meddling, meddling <laughs> saved the Klingon ship <laughs> and perhaps the Empire itself. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the judge looks super uncomfortable, too. He's like, wait, the chancellor knows this guy. Oh, mm, shit. shit. It's like cops when they realize that they arrested a senator's son. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, damn it. He's basically like, if he has to be punished, let the punishment fit the crime, you know, or whatever. Um, which is probably exactly what he gets. Um, so we're back in the cell. Uh, they drink some blood wine. And Ahab's like, what's it the blood of? Which is a very good question. <laughs> I wondered that too, and I just assumed Targ in the past. Or Um, it's just like, it looks like blood, they're Klingons, so it's blood wine. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's that's what I always assumed. It could be the blood of something. Yeah. But most of the time, alcohol is plant-based, so maybe there's some plant that has some kind of excretions that turns it red. I don't even know. What the fuck am I talking about? This is a goddamn... Star Trek episode. Um, just uh, bring myself down there. Yeah, they don't. He doesn't answer the question about what is the blood of or whatever. No, he, he does not. Um, Colos talks about some interesting stuff. He talks about how there used to be classes of Klingons. Like his mother was a biologist, his father was a teacher. It's always such good inf- information when they go into that part of the world because, mm-hmm. like, how the fuck does they even function? without that kind of like you can't have a society that goes into space and does all this stuff unless you have people like that absolutely i love that kind of world building the way Mm -hmm. that they've kind of built that out i want to say there was one episode and i've been trying to remember Mm -hmm. what it was where they're talking to some klingon and he's says he's in like the science cast or whatever something like that right and i'm racking my brain let us know what that is. We are Star Trek yeah. stuff at gmail.com. Uh, There's I, the episode where Crusher gathers all those scientists. Yeah. And there's that, there's that one. But that's the only one I can think of offhand. So, yeah, if you if you know, 
email us and let yeah, us know. Yeah, it's, it's killing me. Curious. I'm dying to remember because I can see the scene. Mm-hmm. I can see the character saying that, and I cannot remember what that was from. Remember. Ahab chimes in with his info information about three world wars and a few courageous people could make a difference, blah, 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 which is, you know, they're trying to be inspiring but vague vaguely he's he's vaguely inspiring yeah (laughs) (laughs) the klingon lawyer is like it's ridiculous that we're doing all this to slaughter a bunch of helpless refugees you know and there is a lot of parallels between the klingons and american culture Mm. sometimes and and this is kind of one of those things where you're like why are we doing this? yeah why are we doing this? why are we doing this yeah well, a bunch of uh, le- a bunch of boomers who drank a whole lot of lead <laughs> <laughs> didn't set things up too well. Oh, shit! <sighs> you ever think about that? Like people, oh, how much lead people in the past absorbed, and we're just like, uh, make society from everything. Now. Yeah, from everything. everything yeah. They're paint chips to asbestos in their food and yeah, see, <laughs> just like what the fuck we're used to it now at every single gas station you see unleaded gasoline yeah they like invented that after yeah. gasoline had been burning lead into the uh-huh. air for a very long time uh-huh. yeah. into children's lungs yep. anyway um so yeah <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, it's a touching moment and, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's a good scene. Yeah. I just wish it was a little more specific, but and Star maybe Trek the has, lighting was better. Yeah. Star Trek's always been a little bit fuzzy on like, and then we got our shit together. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, if you're writing this episode, <sighs> you're probably tempted for a second and then you go, no, I'm not going to eat a ton of time no. of these two characters talking to each other and yeah. then he's going to explain like all the specifics right. of like how... Well, according to Enterprise in general, the only reason we came out of that was the Vulcans. Right. And uh, First Contact before that. Yeah. Like the Vulcans landed and everybody went, oh, there's aliens? Let's get our shit together. Yeah. And well, no, no, they didn't. They gave, I mean, the impression that this show gives me, I don't know about you, but the impression this show gives me is that the Vulcans fixed everything. Oh, okay. You know, like there was absolute chaos before they came in and were like, here, have some energy that doesn't destroy your planet. Here, have uh, a yeah, machine okay. that, you know, does this and does that. Which is kind of aggravating because you're like, no, that the humans needed to pull themselves. I mean, yeah, we had some help, but like... I don't get the impression that this show really gives a lot of credit to the humans coming out of that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's always been a little a little fuzzy. It's very the details fuzzy. are yeah. very fuzzy. Yeah. Well, it, what cracks me up is like Berman and Braga were big fans of ancient aliens. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Yeah. They'll fix it for us. So we don't have to worry about capitalism. The aliens will fix it for us. Yeah. Yeah. They come back into court and the judge gives the decision. Uh, Ahab, he says Ahab was not fomenting rebellion, but he was interfering and must be found guilty. So he's sentenced to Aurora Pente because he's helped the Klingons in the past. Like taken directly from Star Trek VI. Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. A clone. The Klingons are pissed. The prosecutor's like, hey, it should be death. Um, 
And Kolos is like, the sentence is death. Everybody, li- what does he say? Like, everybody lives like six months or yeah. something. Yeah. Therefore, the sentence of death is commuted. That's exactly straight from Star Trek Six. They just reach deep into the lore for this one. Yeah. I'm going to make a meme for this episode. It's that Mr. Bean cheating thing or whatever. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be uh, Star Trek Six. <laughs> And then (laughs) Enterprise, whatever the name of this episode is. (laughs) Send it to me so that I can post it. Um, Oh, I'm going to I'm going to make it like the artwork for this episode. Hell yeah. It's going to be on everyone's device. And then we're back in back on Enterprise where T'Pol is in charge and she's telling everybody that, you know, that the Vulcans are going to get Ahab out. So they just have to get the hell out of there Through immediately. Diplomatic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we ha- finally have a sane captain. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Um, what's crazy is Milk Toast is like, what's it like? And to Paul's <laughs> like, it's bad. <laughs> it's just, it is quite inhospitable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vulcan understatement at its best. Yeah, no doubt. So yeah. And, and of course, there's the same same conversation again all that they do it every time where trip is like you're not leaving the captain yeah and she's like no i'm not leaving the captain fucking idiot <laughs> we have to get out of here because we're in the middle of klingon territory you and if we piss look. them off yeah. we will die <laughs> God, he's... florida man hot but dumb <laughs> I do love this uh, exterior shot I do of too. Repente. This looks this really is cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cool shot. This they've got Star Trek Six beat on this because mm-hmm. in Star Trek Six it's just like uh, here's a cave or something. Yeah. Well, I forgot what they. Oh, it was just like a door. Yeah, yeah, just a door to yeah, hell. You even... just open a normal sized door and mm-hmm. go down. It's uh, Hoth. Whereas before it was just a door. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wonder if this is the same exact structure. Just when we saw it in Star Trek Six, it's mm-hmm. um, all these years later, and so the whole thing is just snowed over. Because look at that. There's only no, one is, door. But look this is way before Kirk. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh these I get These years later, yeah. Arctic weather, whatever. Yeah, same just thing. Piled just, a, just pile tons of snow on. They're yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I'm not so going the only out thing to... appearing anymore is just that one door. Yeah, this that is, makes sense. This is Rurapente summer. <laughs> It'll last like f- five minutes out there, maybe. <laughs> Except of like Lucky the, one the sun minute. is out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Because it does look like the sun is out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. It, do, it does not look like it did in Star Trek Six. No. Look, there's lens flare at the top. <laughs> so they've got very nice woven baskets. Um, there's no fray know, on them. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they really are. They just picked them up. They're like, they're like, and these are the baskets. Like, inst- <laughs> it's like when you go to somebody's house and they have those instead of just like a plastic laundry hamper, right. like normal people. <laughs> people that go to Bed Bath and Beyond a For lot. A laundry basket. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, I wanted it to be a basket. It's it's a basket. It's a basket. I mean, it's supposed to be. It's, it's a basket. It's in the woven. It's yeah. nice, isn't it? We get a very scaled down version of Rorapente, which is also incredibly brightly lit. <laughs> it is. And you can see the lights. You and can I, see I like the, the, everything. The, the practicality of... You know, seeing a light that is there and all that—that's yeah. that's the kind of thing I I, I like in, in in a show or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's tons of them. It's really bright. <laughs> like, 
It's, yeah, it's like might as well have like fluorescence above you. So at least we don't have to kick, if it, it, if anything, we don't have to watch Kirk kick some guy in the balls in, again. In the knee balls. In the knee balls again. Yeah. Just like a lot of these kinds of sets. Uh, it looks great at a distance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they get up close to show... You know, people talking to each other to show dialogue, and you're like, "Yeah, that's just like foam, man." Yeah, just like- yeah. We have to watch Colos and Ahab struggling to mine spray on foam. <laughs> yeah, with pickaxes. Yeah. You are sentenced to Rurapente to mine foam for the rest of your natural life. <laughs> the guards are very mean. Very, very mean. They get, uh, Ahab gets hit with uh, multiple pain sticks. And he really should be killed. Yeah. I mean, those those would drop Worf and shit. So, yeah. Kolos tells him he's an idiot, which is why he was sent there in the first place. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they're friends. Time has passed. Are all humans like this? Uh, Like, what? What, fair? (laughs) No. (laughs) Better than you. (laughs) Carlos is like, no, stupid. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just about. I'd always heard primitive humans lacked intelligence, but I had no idea they were this stupid. They weren't just stupid. They were violent, petty, bigoted, and selfish. And we're stuck here with them. Cuts it to Paul just being like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. far, yeah, pretty much. They smell terrible, too. I'm assuming Klingons smell worse. Actually, there's a DS9 episode saying that, that Klingons smell worse. Like, Quark was complaining. Right. I just saw it. It's in the first season. He was complaining yeah. about Klingons coming in and, like... Worf has a peaty smell. Peaty? Yeah. Like a, a peaty aroma with a touch of li- li- lilac. <laughs> you remember that? Wait, wait, wait. That does vaguely ring a yeah, bell. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah, there's a there's a later episode where um, uh, Miles O'Brien mm-hmm. and uh, the doctor uh-huh. are teasing him. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. no, I thought you had a peaty aroma <laughs> with a hint of lilac. You know, yeah, it's pretty funny. Is, like, is that an O'Brien line? Uh, the that he smells peaty? peaty? Yeah. Because that, that's pretty funny because, like, that's often how, like, whiskey is described. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got the Irish guy to say someone smells <laughs> peaty. <laughs> Turns out you smell uh, like whiskey. Yep. So, Absolutely yeah. everything fucking does to me. Of course it does. <laughs> because I'm an Irish character. Jesus, do you hear that? They show like time passing by, you know, showing them picking up heavy styrofoam and putting it into carts. Um, and some new people come in and it appears and it looks like somebody's coming to kill Ahab and it's Reed. Old jailbreak Reed at it again. I'm kind of I'm liking this. About Reed is that he's the guy who can break you out of prison. I mean, yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. I'm into this character trait. He, he's terrible at everything else, but <laughs> he can get you out of a prison. It has to be a pretty <laughs> shitty prison. It can't yeah. be a good prison. Yeah, this one. Um, this one sucks. I, yeah, you know, getting into here was probably a whole lot easier Heck than the yeah. Sulaban one. T'Pol evidently knew a few people in the Klingon security uh, services and managed to bribe or talk them into getting them through, and. They want to take Kolos with them, and he's like, he gives this whole long speech about how he needs to, you know, become a person that changes things. But you know he's doomed. Yeah, he gives this whole epic speech just yeah. to be like, nah, I'm just gonna like die here. Fuck yeah. all that. Yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah, he's because you can tell from him. the music. You can tell from the music that he's fucked. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just give J.J. Hertzler anything like this. Yeah. 
he'll make it sound cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. I wonder. I don't know if they knew that they uh, had him cast at the time or whatever, but mm-hmm. I shall stay here and be and, epic. Yeah, and I'm gonna change things, shit. and then like five days later, he's dead. <laughs> <sighs> the next episode is. It is Horizon. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's a Mayweather episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice milk toast episode. Okay. Um, it's not a great episode overall, but it's cool to have a milk toast episode. Yeah, right. You know? Let's see. Let's see what the thingy says on the thingy. While Enterprise investigates a planetary phenomenon, Mayweather takes the opportunity to visit the cargo ship where he was born and raised. Wee. All right. Yay. We get to visit a cargo ship. <laughs> For real. Fuck me. <laughs> like, Strap in, everybody. <laughs> we're going to a cargo ship. <laughs> Fuck. We're famously, because like you said that they were uh, they were really slow. This is the first Warp 5 ship. So yeah. it's just one me, slow-moving were... cargo ship with, like, I guess his family or something. Yeah, it's his family, yeah. Okay. Well, we, we're going to meet Mayweather's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> On a cargo show. Okay. Um, so, do you have a band name? Stop! We need to come up with something original that isn't clearly a copy of something that already exists. We need to set a precedent. Bernie Slavers. Precedent, not president. Ice Miners? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, a M-I-N-E-R. But, like... No, that sucks because that because that sounds like <laughs> there are no minors. Min- minors, you yeah. know. Well, there are no children in this episode, right? So, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to use the drop from Galaxy Quest. Minors, not minors. I don't follow you, man. <laughs> I love that. Minors, not minors. You lost me. R I P Alan yeah. Rickman. Yeah, God, he's awesome. for real. Ice Miners was the uh, was the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something like Trial of Spikes or something like that. Mm. I don't know. Um, missing Torches. Jury. Jury? Spears. Jury Spears. Jury Spears. No. Yeah. Hey, no, that's not bad. No, not bad. Is that All your right. band name? Do you have no, a band name? No, no. My band name is Death Empire. Death Empire. I was going to go with Death to the Empire, but I like just shortened it and just Death Empire. Okay. Death Empire for, I guess, like a metal band name. Mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, right? Like yeah, that maybe kind of funeral seems to doom, be why I go for that. I don't but know. But Death to the Empire for mm-hmm. like a punk band. That would work. Yeah. 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 Because I think you got two good ones there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Death that's good. Empire. It's pretty standard. Um, do you have a non Trek recommendation? Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Saw it recently for the first time. Um, I've never seen Beer Fest all the way through, <laughs> but I'm already convinced that they drink more in Casablanca uh-huh. and pour more drinks in Casablanca oh, yeah. than they do in Beer Fest. Yep. Yep. It's nonstop. Nonstop drinking. Nonstop drinking and smoking. Mm-hmm. And people actually did that back in the day, uh-huh. which is why Humphrey Bogart <laughs> looks 50 in the movie uh-huh. and is only like 30 or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for real. Like, what's funny is, like, you look back and, you know, like, old photos or whatever, and it's like, this is my grandfather when he was 30, and he looks like he's 80. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, oh, come on. Because, like, half of his blood chemistry is lead. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he smoked since he was six. And had 18 children, yeah. with five of which were dead by the time oh they were three. God. You know, like shit like that. Yeah. Honestly, oh the past God. was not great. And they drank whiskey for toothaches. Yeah. Even if you were like a baby. My grandfather <laughs> rubbed whiskey on my gums when I had when I had teething. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Everybody, take care of yourselves, man. <laughs> Or don't. I don't or know. Don't. <laughs> you know, like for well, real. Whatever. If they're not doing anything about climate change, just, you know, yeah. don't. Like yeah. if you're not going to be able to pack up and move away from a coast easily, like pretty soon, do what just you fucking fuck want. It. Yeah, exactly. Do what you fucking want, man. Go get some fast food tonight. Yeah. Um, so my non-Trek recommendation is a fucking humidifier. Okay. Like if you are still living with the humidifier that your mother bought, got for her wedding present, (laughs) like in 1975, get a new fucking humidifier. They are not expensive. I got an extremely nice one for under $45. I, I, my only experience with a humidifier, um, outside of a flooding situation Mm -hmm. is exactly what you just described. Yeah. Yeah, like the, when, when I was a kid and we had those, and I think I guess you my got mom like would put them in the room or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, like mid seventies, yep. and plug it in, <laughs> like all night, and it was, which just becomes white noise. Right, right. But what are the new ones like? I, I don't, the new I don't ones even know what they are look like now. So space age and beautiful, and like there's like different levels. You know, you can like have light heavy you know medium heavy okay you know like they hold a huge amount of water they're beautiful machines and they really can help treat oh like my some God, sleep apnea yes. and everything like that oh wow well it, at the very least it may not help you stop snoring but in the morning you're not your throat isn't gonna hurt okay yeah. you know and right. stuff like that so yeah probably reduces hangover too probably because i get humidifier let me tell you i do not have hangovers I really do not. Because of the CPAP? Yeah. Wow. I do not get hangovers anymore. That's fucking awesome. It's, it kind of felt like a superpower <gasps> when I realized that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Honestly, they could repackage CPAPs and just sell them as <laughs> hangover, hangover cures. Because <laughs> they are. It's insane. That's amazing. It is what? insane. Absolute cheat mode. Oh. Like, it's unreal. Jim, we've all seen the advances of mechanization. Cogenitor. Yeah. I think we should kind of talk about this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cogenitor is a very uh, controversial episode. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might have strong feelings on, yes. on that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember it well. I know that people talk about this one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do we do like a poll? Does the, does the audience want to hear it? That would be, I, I think I would like to hear from the audience yeah, about yeah. it. Cause you know, yeah. Cause I mean, you were talking about like, maybe just, maybe just skip this one. It's a terrible episode. Okay. Um, but it might be worth, which so far hasn't really stopped us because yeah, a lot of these have been terrible, <laughs> terrible, but for like specific reasons that, yeah. you know, um, People are talking about more now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that one might not be. A yeah, good it's thing it's do. definitely. I don't know. I need to watch it again. As much as I don't want to lose those forty three minutes of my life, <laughs> um, but I need to watch it again just to remember what exactly 
happened because yeah. I know it was it is a very controversial episode it's not it does not treat the idea of more than two genders well okay if I'm remembering correctly yeah it's some, I remember it being something about that mm-hmm. there being like a third gender there's a third pers- gender yeah or, you know character or whatever yeah. um yeah it might kind of be the code of honor of exactly yeah <laughs> of um of enterprise I think we should both just watch it okay a, and I want to. I would love to hear from any of our listeners to tell us what they think. Okay. Like, should we skip it? Should we not? But I do think you and I should both watch it just okay. to see. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fine. Because like, it may be a, a case of because I'm like I said, I don't remember it at all. So and it's I just remember it was terrible. Okay. So maybe it may be that it treats the subject well, but I just can't see that happening with Brennan Braga. <laughs> I just don't see them treating that subject well. Yeah, it, that is kind of hard to imagine. I'm glad that we're kind of addressing this now so that we're mm-hmm. out ahead of it. People yeah. g- gives yeah. people plenty of time to write in. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. We'll probably do like a poll on mm-hmm. on the on the Facebook group, which, you know, if you are still on Facebook, please do. Yeah, please do. Uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek stuff. stuff podcast. Yeah, Star Trek stuff podcast. Star Trek stuff podcast on Insta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now on Insta and on Counter Social uh, at Bag of Lasers L-E-Z-E-R-S for uh, both of those things. There's a few Trekkies on Counter Social. Yeah. I think I kind of built the first like chunk of followers by just oh, like good. posting Trek meme stuff. Oh. So yeah, awesome. you know, Trekkies are everywhere. Oh well, yeah. Especially the online spaces. We don't like oh, going outside. Yeah. It always cracks me up when you see like some unbelievably handsome British actor or British actress who's, you know, just gorgeous. And they're like, yeah, I'm a super big Star Trek fan. And you're like, what? (laughs) In the UK and in Europe, being a sci-fi fan is not not that it's discriminated against. You're not a nerd for liking that. Gotcha. It's not as stigmatized. It's not as stigmatized as as it is over here. Yeah. That's why you have like people like Idris Elba and stuff like that being like, I love Star Trek. And you're like, really? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Oh, did it Trek? Yeah. Because they just did a Trek movie. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what I wrote. (laughs) I mean, did Star Trek sit... I don't know the. Okay, so yeah, they just ripped Star Trek Six, but then like how we were talking about earlier, yeah, um, the first Star Trek movie is just a, 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 <laughs> yeah. a TOS episode. Uh-huh. Like, well, shit, the second balls. movie, the second movie is a sequel to a TOS episode. Yeah, but it's but a, that's actually good. Yeah, but it's a sequel <laughs> to an episode. It's not a a remake of uh-huh. that episode with like tons of exterior space right. shots. To fill time. Oh, and that 2001 ripoff oh, yeah. that fucking Spock does. God oh yeah, all the damn, 2001 stuff. Off. Yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoy it. I like the the first movie. I, oh, sure. I like motion picture. Yeah. Uh, but they they were doing 2001, mm-hmm. and they were doing the Nomad episode. Mm-hmm. Just they just named it V'ger. Yep. Eh. A clone. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff and giving us money as little as a dollar, as little as a dollar a month. You can be a Porthos petter, a Porthos feeder. Mm -hmm. Uh, I forgot what the other one is, but it's about the dog who once again was not in this episode. (laughs) We sent it to little dog too. Um, but the $5 contributors are going to be getting special little prizes and, and cool stuff, uh, from various, uh, 
creative people on like Instagram and stuff like that, such as Troublesome Girl Studios. Um, she makes some of the coolest Star Trek, Aliens, Indiana Jones, uh, Jurassic Park stuff. And uh, there's another one um, where I got a bunch of stickers. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to find some cool Star Trek stuff and send them out to our $5 Patreons. That is, a, that is a great idea. We really appreciate you guys Definitely. hanging with us as we've had illness and technical trouble and job <laughs> stuff and music yeah. and all the things that have kept us from doing the show more regularly. So thank you so thank much. You. It's patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. And also you can check out the Holocaust Saviors mm-hmm. if you are on Audible or if you want to get into uh, uh, audiobooks. Audible has a book called The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins that I narrated. So if you check out that actually really uh, interesting book, really good book, then uh, it helps me out a little bit. So please check that out, too, and uh, share the show with Trekkies you know. Yes, please. With that, we are out of here. See you next time for the next episode where we, I don't know, look at slides of Mayweather's fucking family. (laughs) Live long and prosper. <laughs> Peace and long life. <laughs> the nail that stands